Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. Uh, from the lovely land of Canada with... Uh, we've had some issues this morning that have been kind of funny, so... Yeah, it's it's been loud here. Uh, there's a lot going on. Uh, summer. Summer in Canada apparently involves barbecue cleaning with uh, with gigantic, uh, incredibly loud machines. You um, know, I, it so. kind of sounded like Rammstein was cleaning the grill. <laughs> no, that or, would actually be a good branded service here. That would be yeah, nice. or, or remember that remember that group Babyland? I uh, love Babyland. Yes. Oh, Babyland was awesome. We saw them by accident one time in the middle of Hollywood. Just walked into a show, and they're, they're like, you know, they're running around with the fifty-five gallon drums and the the <laughs> sanders and the sparks and everything. Yeah, that was so much fun. That was. Oh, so I'm just much peeking fun. out my window, and he's taken off his beekeeper outfit and his uh, and his things, so he might be done sanding. I think we're okay now. Okay. Okay, well, we'll give it a shot. We're using Riverside's noise reduction technology today, maybe. So we'll maybe. see if this actually works. <laughs> <laughs> so it because it is summer, I had a uh, basically 48 hours with no air conditioning in Woodland right. Hills, California. Mm -hmm. That sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was 103 here yesterday. No air conditioner. Yeah, it was uh, it was a trying time. It was a trying time. And here's the thing that really pisses me off. This all comes down to incompetence because we had our electrician come out and just check things right when the AC first died. And he's like, oh, no, the AC's dead. It's it's nothing. He's like, I checked the breakers. Everything's fine. And then we had an AC guy come out and he's like, there's no power to this thing. No wonder it doesn't work. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, your breakers fucked. We're like, what? Our guy came out yesterday. He's like, nope. Breaker's fucked. And uh, so our electrician came back out yesterday and said, oh, yeah, my, my bad. The breaker's fucked. I'm like, you had one job. You had one job to look at a breaker and tell me if it was fucked. And you said it wasn't. Well, I, I have a tale of incompetence from this morning as well. Pre-recording uh, pre <clears throat> our podcast, I need to renew my uh, American passport. Uh, it's that time. So I Ooh. ran over to Ye Old Staples, which does passport photos, and they proudly advertise that they do Canadian passport photos as well as U.S. passport photos because they're different because, of course, they are. Yeah, of course. Uh, so, yeah, I, ran, I run over there. I, I mentioned four times I need a USA passport photo. No problem. No problem. No problem. Take the pictures, print them out. They're upside down. I can't see them, but they've got the official stamp on it from Staples. And then the woman's like, you should really like, don't touch them for like 10 minutes. Just make sure they set and dry. So I'm like, okay, fine. Whatever. Thank you very much. I pay. I leave. I come home. I flip the photos over and they've cut off half my fucking head. <laughs> you had one job, one job, a passport photo. You cut off my fucking head. You know, I used to work at Kinko's and we would take probably 15 to 20 passport photos a week. Uh -huh. And, you know, when you look through the camera of a passport photo camera, there is a there is an oval that you mm -hmm. have to line up with the head to make it the exact right size. That's and then you the press the button. I, I saw them doing it. I, I, and then like they, I saw it brought over to the computer to print and I saw the oval and I saw my face in the head. What could have possibly gone wrong? This is why I didn't feel the need to flip it over and check it before leaving. You do this every day. You offer this as a service. Why is my head cut off? Oh, my God. So I have we to need go AI. We need AI for passport photos. <laughs> uh, you could have just gone to Dali and said Brian Schulmeister passport photo. 
Pretty much, yeah. So incompetence, I'm with you, Jason. It would, it would come back better. It would come back closer than the Staples experience. Probably, probably. My melted face, because that's how I'm starting to feel anyways. Anyways. Oh, my God. Yes, incompetence, isn't it great? It is great. It is great. Uh, but uh, let's talk about competence for a second. Uh, Mike mm-hmm. Devine from Wheaton, Illinois, my man, he heard the Magnets mm-hmm. on a Stick episode and said, yes. hey, we make those. Would you like some? I'm like, well, hell yeah, Mike. I would like some. I would like some magnets on a stick, please. So he sent me some magnets on a stick. They're very useful, Jason. They are so useful that yesterday, as I am, I am working on the studio, and I'm like, I'm under my desk. Uh, actually, the the table that you and I recorded the show at, that big black table. Mm-hmm. I'm underneath it putting in some supports because the microphones are really heavy and they're kind of bending the wood on the table. So I'm, I'm screwing in some supports with some wood screws, right? Well, since you've been here, I have installed a two inch black shag rug with, with silver speckles in it, nonetheless. So it, so it sparkles. It is a really cool looking rug. And, uh, the problem is if you drop a quarter inch wood screw into that shag carpet, it is gone. It is gone, man. It is gone, daddy, gone. The love is gone. You cannot find it again. So I'm like, here we go, Mike. Let's see if this, let's see if the magnet on a stick is going to be my salvation. Sure as shit. <laughs> with, with like half a second, click, found yep. it. It was, yep. it was great. And then I dropped, of course, five more screws. So Mike, back to the rescue. So Mike, <laughs> uh, some GOG goodies are on the way to you. But I do have a question. Since you are from Wheaton, Illinois, does the heaven room still exist? The heaven room is, uh, it's this room at one of the religious colleges out there, Brian, that uh, mm-hmm. you go in and it is probably like 30 foot ceilings with uh, like blue sky and clouds. So you're supposed to feel like you're in heaven. And of course, uh-huh. there's like scripture and things and you walk through it. It is the strangest place you've ever been. Uh, I'll dig up some photos of uh, me and some friends <laughs> there so you can just get an idea of how silly the heaven room is. <laughs> but uh, Mike, does it still exist? I, I, I am dying to know. Yeah. Okay, we'll find out. We will find Stay out. Tuned. I, yeah, and if you were here, I've got an extra magnet on a stick for you, Brian. So when you come back, I, I I can hook you up. All right, fantastic. I can add to my magnet on a stick collection. And we got some tennis elbow and fitness follow up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, turns out that we have a very old and broken fan base here because uh, we've asked questions on this show several times before, and never have we gotten so many emails from the audience from this simple request. <laughs> it seems like everybody that listens to this show at some point or another has had tennis elbow. Um, I would like to do uh, some thank yous here to Jocelyn, uh, Carla Worrell, David Teeter, Gabriel Pagan, Adrian Chrome, Dag, Jake, Giuseppe Forgione, Daniel Rossiter. And uh, if I forgot you, I'm sorry, I'm still going through them, but everybody has sent me their their version of the fixes for the tennis elbow. Some have aligned, some have not. So I am looking at the the ones that have aligned and I will let you know how it goes. But I also figured out that getting in and out of my Jeep every day and and using the uh, the oh shit handle was probably the worst thing that I could be doing. So now I have figured out a way to gracefully get into my 17 foot tall Jeep without pulling my elbow out every day. So we'll see how right. it goes. But we have some follow up for you too, Brian. What do we got? Indeed, a lot of people wrote in about fitness and bikes. Uh, Craig wrote in about uh, getting a bike that he didn't want any monthly subscription screens, Wi-Fi's, etc. So as long as you're self-motivated, you'll be fine. Uh, the Soul SB900. Um, unfortunately, I already have a bike, so I'm not shopping for a new bike. I'm shopping for some new fitness apps to use with the bikes. So, but it does look like a very nice bike. Uh, Alex wrote in and recommended a site called Fitness Blender. He says I've been using this 
uh, for workouts for years. In fact, I was doing a yoga routine while listening to this week's episode. Here's what I like about it. All you need is adjustable dumbbells and a yoga mat. Check and check. I've got both of those. Many different routines. Strength, hit, yoga, Pilates, body weight only. Inexpensive. You can buy the routines outright or join their plus membership, $80 a year, which includes all their programs. Ironically, the pandemic finally got me to start exercising regularly. Now, even while on vacation, I took time out to do a body weight only routine. I took a look at it. I think I will be trying this out. Um, my my uh, what is Beachbody ex, uh, expires in three more days, so I will uh, give one of their programs a go as a tester, and if I like it, I will do the eighty dollars per year, which is worth it to me. Look yeah, that's actually good, that's so actually thanks. reasonable. Eighty bucks a yeah, year. It's totally reasonable. It's not, so, yeah. So I will check that out. Uh, and Jason wrote in said, "Hi guys." In your last podcast, you were asking about stationary bikes and options. If you already have a real bicycle, you could hook it up to something called a Bluetooth bike trainer. Then you have a world of apps to choose from. I use Zwift, which is more like a video game where you bike with others and not a spinning class. I think it's like 15 bucks a month, though. Yeah, I looked into that. It's pretty pricey and doesn't really work for me. Uh, and the whole idea of bringing in a stationary bike and setting it up in one of those little trainer things is kind of cool. Except there's no way in hell my wife is going to let me bring in my disgusting, dirty outside road bike, walk it through the house, down the stairs, into the basement, set it up, and that's not going to happen. So, okay, I, yeah, I have a full time bike. This would have been great back when I was single and I had my big ass, uh, big ass studio place. Though, remember that one with the concrete walls and yeah. Friend of the show, Vinicor is a big biker, and he uses Zwift to do his uh, his routines with his regular bike, and it's pretty cool. Yep. He sends me all his rides, you know, because he's doing like sixty mile rides, which is insane. I've been watching that; that's crazy. So, yeah, good for him, though. yeah. Well, I tell you what, though, he, what he said was when he had the heart attack, the fact that he rode the bike so much is what saved his life because he had a widowmaker heart attack and he got through it with almost no yeah. damage just because he yeah. was so insane about riding a bike. And I'm like. Yeah. Maybe I should get on a bike. Well, I, I need a stationary bike, though, because I'll fall over um, <laughs> in all my electric bikes. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, they, they kind of defeat the purpose. <laughs> but there's, he's definitely a plus one on Zwift. It sounds really cool. I've, I've tried it out. It's just it's pretty pricey. I got to see if I really get into it. I got to I'll sign up with another email address for one of their trials again and give it a go. <laughs> Anyways, moving on, uh, Barrett wrote in with something that I thought was really funny, realizing that Bitcoin is just the camel dollars from the 90s. Camel dollars. I would actually argue camel dollars were worth more because you could actually get things like a kayak. <laughs> true. True that. Now you can just get debt. Um, and uh, I, I, I like this one. Uh, the rain in Spain falls in your glass and it's okay to drink. That would have been the title for the article that I never wrote. Uh, but I got a call from Dr. David Teeter, our friend, who is a legit published water scientist and he said that everything about the what is the pcfbs or whatever that's in the rain that were that make yeah. it uh unsafe for everybody to drink he's like that shit is in you in such high doses already that it it makes no difference that it's in the rain that that actually doesn't comfort me at all yeah well it's there <laughs> i mean it's it's you know this is like you I, I i mentioned this to him when we were talking i'm like this is that moment on the walking dead when they realize that everybody's already infected <laughs> yeah, and as soon as you much. die, you just turn into a zombie. So it's not so much that the rain is okay to drink. It's just that we're already fucked. Exactly. Exactly. Because okay. it, it's apparently it was it's part of nonstick coatings for different like food items, um, like popcorn, like the inside of popcorn bags and hot pockets, you know, like how the things slide that, that really slippery surface on the inside of the little wrappers. Mm -hmm. That stuff is filled with that shit. And we've been eating it and consuming it for decades. 
So here's the deal. You're all going to die anyway. So fuck it. Have some rain. That's all I'm saying. Drink some rainwater. Drink some rain. And uh, uh, I I was picked to be in the 40 over 40 in podcasting for 2020 from Podcast Magazine. Congratulations. Thanks. I don't know who recommended me, but it's pretty funny. Um, So what they did was basically took uh, an old bio that was completely Mm -hmm. out of date, made up a whole thing, didn't ask me for anything but a photo. Mm -hmm. And of course, it was wrong. Completely mm-hmm. out of date. They 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 highlighted my newsletter, which I haven't done since before the stroke because I can't write. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I got back to them and bunches of back and forth. And what I figured out was this whole thing is to get 40 people to buy like three copies of their magazine. That's like a, the who's who thing that we used to always get letters for. Remember that? You've made the who's who book of blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, you can yeah. order it now for $60. Yep. Which is exactly what I paid for three copies of my magazine for my 40 over 40. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It so, worked. And that's it why totally these worked. things continue. <laughs> nope. It totally worked. Uh, but the interesting thing was I got my order back from them, and I was only order number 99. Mm-hmm. I think this is through the history of Podcast Magazine, which is not a good sign because I know that I ordered a couple magazines already from the last time they put me in. You're the only person that is buying this magazine. I know. I know. I, I'm, I'm hoping that, that that number has rolled over from, like, say, a million, and now we're back to 99. But I don't think so. I don't no, think so. I don't but, think so. But uh, thanks anyway. I mean, I, I like Podcast Magazine. I like Steve. I like the team over there. They're, they're trying. They're trying. I mean, it's a magazine, so you have to buy it print on demand because they're at least smart enough to know that print is dead, and it's, a, it's about podcasting. Who the fuck wants to buy print? Well- Turns out I do because okay. I'm a, you know, I'm a narcissist. Yeah, I, I was going to ask you what what exactly you got for being in the 40 for 40 in podcasting. And what I've discovered is what you got is the ability to spend 60 bucks. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually going to come. That's just the start, though, because, of course, I'm going to have to spend probably $150 on the frame to put them into the lobby for the podcast studio. So <laughs> uh, they should go in the frame business, too. Mm-hmm. In the news... All right. Well, the Chips Act has been signed. The entire week that was in my head, and now it will be again. So awesome. What's so funny is when I was editing that last episode where I, where I popped in the Chips theme, mm-hmm. I had our friend Brian here. He was watching me edit, and we both thought you were wrong with the theme, but you nailed mm-hmm. it. I got it yep. wrong. I had the A-team in my head, but you totally nailed <laughs> the Chips theme. That's why I put it in, just to prove you were right. <laughs> So. And the most hilarious thing is I don't think I've watched more than two episodes of Chips, even as a kid. Like, it wasn't oh a God. show I was ever into, but I know the theme song so well. That anyway. is so funny. I've seen every episode of Chips and multiple times, and I could not. Well, A, I can't remember a single one, except for the one where the guy, like, lost his brakes going down the hill. That's the only right. one I remember. And you nailed it. I can't believe it. That's great. Okay. Well, okay, honestly, what's I was the story talking here? about the, yeah, us talking about the show's way more interesting than the story. They just they okay. passed it. So an awful <laughs> lot of money is going to go to Intel and it's going to take forever because they have to break ground on construction and it's going to be like five to 10 years before any of this really matters. But thank God. Couldn't they have just bought that Foxconn place that's basically abandoned up in Wisconsin and just use that one? Uh, you'd think. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Anyways, we're, we're yeah. going to start developing chips in our own country. Yay. 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 Mm-hmm. Mark Cuban is in the news, along with the mm-hmm. Mavericks, because they are being sued in a class action lawsuit over a Voyager, quote unquote, Ponzi scheme. Mm-hmm. Voyager Digital. I don't remember them out of all the crypto scams that have been going around for the past couple of years. Like they all kind of run together. 
But uh, this one's interesting. Voyager Digital basically just, you know, shit the bed when crypto died a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they mm-hmm. lost $5 billion of, you know, the, the people's money. You know, yeah. just a few bucks here yeah. or there, you Splash know. In the in the rainwater bucket. Yeah, yeah. So basically all the people that uh, got suckered in by Mark Cuban and the Mavericks have basically decided to sue them, saying, hey, you guys basically were part of a Ponzi scheme, which they technically were, I guess, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, they got they got made off and uh, we'll see how this one goes. But, yeah, I think the, you know, shit's coming home to to roost, as it were, for all of these people who were out there pimping crypto, yeah. Cuban especially, because he's, you know, he's still a billionaire for now. And he's doing some good stuff with drugs and affordable drugs and things like that. So I don't really want him to be totally taken down. Like, just look, no, he's not Elon. Yeah. Yeah. There was a period of time where, like, absolutely everybody everybody wanted to get into crypto, and I, I th- I'm sure you were approached by people, and I was approached by people, and I was just like, "Don't do it. Just stay away. This is don't don't touch this stuff." And uh, guess what? We were right again. Yeah, no, I've I've warned many people about it over and over again. Even was it uh, Tanner Campbell, the podcast guru guy? Uh, I like him because he's an asshole. So he, you know, he tugs Kindred at my heartstrings. Uh, yeah, yeah, very kindred spirit. Yes, takes one to know one. We can smell our own, all of that. <laughs> and he was getting into NFTs for his his people. I'm like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't fucking do it. And he still did it. And I'm like, okay, yep. you can apologize later to all of your fans who got suckered by it. Yeah. Anyway, we've got it. We've got Anyways. another some more crypto stuff coming. But yeah, but, I, yeah you know what, Mark? You're right. You're absolutely right. Mark is doing some good things. Uh, mm-hmm. Although Fireside is a bad one. And yep. all of his crypto work is a bad one. So if he can get rid of those two, if he can divest himself of those and get back to doing things like, you know, the, the drug thing was a good thing. Get back to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, well, I figured out something that we'll be able to use all those American made chips for. Um, yet another thing no, nobody really wants uh, a, a solution in search of a problem. Amazon is rolling out Amazon One, which is their ability to pay with your palm. At uh, 65 Whole Foods shops in California, starting in Malibu, Montana Avenue, and my beloved, not so much beloved anymore, and I'm nowhere near it anymore, Santa Monica location in Los Angeles. I'm surprised they're not doing it out here because we've been, kind of been a pilot for this stuff. We've got an Amazon Fresh store, like, you know, a couple miles from me, and I got a Whole Foods across the street. Well, they may be there. There's 65 Whole Foods shops. I just, uh, just listed a handful of them right there, so... Go check it out. Last week they put in, or over the past like maybe month, they've been putting in their first self-checkout kiosk. So maybe that's part of it. I tried it the other day and it was the worst self-checkout experience of my life. And I stopped in the middle of it and actually walked over to a human. So mm-hmm. we did the palm thing wasn't there, but I'm, I'm going to go take a look and see if they're like putting in the the plumbing for it. But I yeah. tell you, their, their standard self-checkout, if that's any indication of how bad Amazon One is going to be, it's going to be a shit show. It is I, I just terrible. don't understand why. Okay, so let's let me read this bit. As usual, one is meant to streamline retail shopping. So long as you link your palm and payment card to the service, you just have to hover your hand over a scanner to complete a purchase. You know what I can do with my Apple Watch? Hover my hand over a scanner and complete a purchase. You know what I can do with my cell phone? I can hover my hand holding my cell phone over a scanner to complete a purchase. You know what I can do with my tap credit cards? I can hover my hand with my credit card over a scanner to complete a purchase. I'm seeing a trend here, Brian. You're saving me the problem of what? Exactly. Opening your wallet. Well, I don't need you to don't do even it with have my to. watch. Yeah, you can do it with your my... watch or your phone. Yes. Yeah. So what? 
So, yes, and in the article itself, it says, while you still have to stop at a checkout terminal, you don't have to pull out a phone like you do with Amazon's camera-based just walkout system. (sighs) Yep, solution in search of a problem. This is what they're spending money on. Yeah. Yeah. Pay the drivers. Pay the drivers, get rid of the cameras in the fucking vans, and do that. Let them unionize then. Just so stupid. Who wants to pay with just their palm? Is Is it so difficult? the way things are right now have more employees around to help people how about that yeah that would staff actually the registers great, yes that would Please. greatly increase my my shopping experience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes it would okay. yes it would well i know somewhere people aren't spending any money facebook is still having trouble removing white supremacists a study says shocking nobody <laughs> yeah, shocking breakdown <laughs> on hate speech apparently has room for improvement. As the Washington Post explains, the nonprofit watchdog, the Tech Transparency Project, has published a study indicating that white supremacist groups still have significant presence on the social network. Over 80 of these organizations have a presence on Facebook, some of which the company has already labeled as dangerous organizations it normally bans. It just hasn't gotten around to the banning part. Researchers found 119 pages in 20 groups, including 24 pages Facebook auto-generated while users listed white supremacist groups as employers or interests. Auto-generated white supremacy. Okay. That would be a good show title if we didn't already have one. Uh, Searchers are also problematic. Damn. (laughs) According to the watchdog, Facebook displayed ads next to searches for white supremacist groups, including those for black churches. Way to go. So you're searching for a white supremacy group and we pop up an ad for a black church. That's going to go really well, isn't it? Well, if you're looking for something to do on a Friday, you know. (laughs) Jesus. So part of their tactic is redirecting users to pro-tolerance groups, but that was only effective for 14% of 226 searches tried. How about you stop trying to be a fucking nanny state? Stop the (laughs) algorithms. Jesus. Yeah. It doesn't work. And uh, our good friends, Pew, have put out a new report. Pew, Pew. Oh, I haven't heard from them in a while. Yeah, no, it's been a while. So they published a new report that examines social media usage trends among U.S. teens. They found that a whopping 95% of them use YouTube, while 19% are on the platform almost constantly. Perhaps unsurprisingly, two-thirds said they use TikTok, with 16% claiming they are on that app almost constantly. The third most social pop popular social media platform among teens is instagram with 62 percent using it it tends to say they use it all the time despite the app occasionally telling them to take a break remember then when that was all the rage that they were going to roll out these take yep. a break uh, notifications that nobody's everybody's ignoring well we know take they're ignoring it yeah yep. uh previous poll conducted in 2014 to 15 found that 52 percent were using instagram so that's kind of gone up a bit snapchat well, also here, rose I, some- I got to I got to hang on because what something you said, I kind of take umbrance with here. They're -hmm. saying that 62 percent of teens that they that they surveyed are on Instagram. That is not true. They're everybody is leaving Instagram in droves. There's not 62 percent of teens still there. I don't think that I don't think that can be correct. I don't think that that would pop up in your algorithm. So maybe you're just not seeing that. No, just the teens that I've talked to. Everybody is everybody's bailed. I, I, I have a lot of teens in my life because I have, you know, friends with kids and we talk to them and like nobody's using it anymore. Everybody's moved on. So right. I don't know. Well, take your umbrage with pew. I will. Pew pew. <laughs> Snapchat's up. Uh, Facebook is down. Uh, Twitter is down. Tumblr is down because Tumblr got rid of porn. Uh, I found that boys were more likely to use YouTube, Twitch, and Reddit. Girls were more likely to say they use TikTok, Instagram, and Snapchat. 
Black and Hispanic teens said they use TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and WhatsApp more than white teens. And even though half of teens, 54%, more than half, said they'd find it hard to give up social media, 36% admitted they spend too much time on the platforms. Uh, about 55% said their usage levels were about right. Meanwhile, 97% of teens now use the internet every day, with 46% saying they're online almost all of the time. None of this is terribly surprising. No, no. I, well, the only surprising bit of the entire thing was that uh, Instagram number. Um, right. But yeah, everybody's online all the time. That's 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 well, life now. We got phones. We're online yep. every second of every day. Just that's the way it is. The the interesting parts here are how men and women, or I'm sorry, boys and girls, are are using different platforms and where the uh, uh, where the the Venn diagrams intersect, and it doesn't look like they do really. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> great, maybe you know what you do, the only place that the the Venn diagram intersects, I guess, would be uh, uh, what's the swipe right dating one? Uh, Tinder. Right. Tinder. That's it. Tinder. Never used it. So don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting stuff, but it's not surprising. Not surprising no. at all. Uh, what's surprising is TikTok is trying to go from $4 billion a year in advertising revenue to $12 billion a year all in right. a year. Good yeah. luck. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. scaling at a, a very high rate. So. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, apparently it's just a shit show over there because they, they're they're hiring, uh, but it's still like they just don't know what they're doing over there, which I can totally understand. You know, that mm -hmm. is the success that they've gotten is just mind boggling. And, you know, they've got a thousand people working on uh, the ad department over there, which I think is definitely a, a low number for the, the scale that they have right now. They need to like mm -hmm. maybe 10x that. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I, I still don't see ads on TikTok when I'm on there. So I don't know where these where, where it's going. Um, yeah. Never Do been you on see TikTok. Ads? I, Never? I'm, I'm not on TikTok. I, oh. I think I, I installed it for a week once and I went, oh, my God, I see why people get addicted to this. No, thank you. Yeah, it's bad. It's really bad. If you have five minutes to spare and you go on TikTok, there goes half of your day. Yeah. So I, I un uninstalled it immediately. Yeah. Good. Good idea. <laughs> Good idea. Yeah. I have I've not been able to, but uh, I, I I don't have it on my home screen. If I I only open it if somebody sends me one, but uh, I definitely try and not do it at all. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, we have some Starlink news. I'm I don't know how I feel about it. Actually, I think I'm against it. I, I don't like ruining our night skies and all that sort of thing. Uh, but uh, Elon Musk will not be able to count on the government to subsidize his uh, his industry this time, like he did with Tesla. Mm. They, uh, the FCC has rejected the SpaceX unit's bid to receive $885.5 million in aid through the Rural Digital Opportunity Fund. They say that uh, they have failed to demonstrate that it can deliver the claimed service. So, Interesting. No free money for Elon this time. Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. He's got some extra cash lying around now after all that Tesla stock he sold, though. Yeah, well, you know, you're not buying Twitter. Uh, well, you might be. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, the fact that he's hedging his bets against the fact that he might lose is mm -hmm. interesting. Very yes. interesting. I think he sees the writing on the wall for that one. He's going to have to. I he's going to have to pony up. <laughs> Makes me sad though, because I was kind of happy with him not owning Twitter. Yeah. This episode is sponsored by Mood. 420 celebrations come in all shapes and sizes, just like the many ways to enjoy your THC. 
Mood offers just the right buzz with their federally legal flower. Gummies, vapes, and more, helping you find the perfect high. Mood is offering our listeners a free THCA pre-roll and 20% off your first order. Just head over to hellomood.com and use our exclusive code GOG. Mood's latest introduction, the THCA flower, is a game changer, offering the classic cannabis high with a twist. With 10 high-inducing strains, it's their most potent lineup yet. What's even better is that all Mood products are extracted from hemp, making them federally legal, and are regularly tested to ensure the highest quality. Sourced from small family farms, you're getting a product that's effective and pesticide-free. I tried several of their products from the uplifting Energized to the Mellow Chill, and I must say, each provided a unique, enjoyable high. My favorite? Definitely the creative strain. It sparked an incredible flow of ideas and got me through my daily projects with ease. Whether you're new to THC or a seasoned aficionado, Mood has something for every vibe. Their in-house experts have tailored different strains to match specific moods, offering a range of products to suit any preference. From delectable gummies to classic flower and convenient pre-rolls, there's a multitude of ways to enjoy Mood's offerings. Celebrate 420 exactly how you want to with Mood. Get 20% off your first order plus a free THCA pre-roll at hellomood.com with promo code GOG. That's hellomood.com code GOG. Are you hungry? I am. Which means it's a perfect time to talk about Factor. Why not make your spring a breeze with Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals? Picture this. Every meal is fresh, never frozen, crafted by top chefs, and has the dietitian's thumbs up. Plus, they're ready to roll in just two minutes. You've got 35 mouth-watering options to choose from each week. Whether you're into calorie-smart, keto, ramping up your protein, or keeping it green with vegan and veggie, Factors got you covered. And there's more. Each week brings over 60 extras, including breakfast, grab-and-go lunches, snacks, and drinks to keep your energy up and your taste buds happy all day. So, what's the holdup? Dive in today and give your spring the tasty kickstart it deserves. As someone who's lived off microwave meals for most of his life, I can confidently say that Factor's chef-crafted dishes blow anything else I've had out of the water. The chicken stays juicy, the veggies are crisp, and the flavors are absolutely delicious. I'm talking about meals like their artichoke and spinach chicken and the spicy poblano beef bowl out of this world. Are you craving a touch of gourmet? Well, check out the meals featuring luxury ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. It's fancy dining without the fuss. And speaking of no fuss, the meals are a total breeze. Forget about prepping, cooking, and cleaning. Just heat up your meal and enjoy the deliciousness. Plus, everything's tailored to fit your life. Customize your weekly meal plan to get exactly what you need whenever you need it. Need to pause or shift your deliveries? No problem. It's all designed to work around your schedule. Factor is your solution for fast, premium meals without the need for cooking. And Factor is celebrating Earth Day all month long. Look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for the lowest carbon footprint meals. 
Head to Factormeals.com slash Grumpy50 and use code Grumpy50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code Grumpy50 at Factormeals.com slash Grumpy50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Today's episode is sponsored by Private Internet Access, America's number one virtual private network, also known as a VPN. Even if you use incognito mode, your internet service provider is storing your browsing data and many times even selling it. But Private Internet Access, or PIA, can help. PIA encrypts and reroutes your internet traffic through one of its own servers, hiding your data from your internet service provider or network admin. And with servers in over 75 countries, you can get unrestricted access to geoblock content around the world. PIA comes with an easy-to-use app and browser extensions for all devices, a rock-solid privacy policy, open source security, advanced customization settings, and it was just ranked the fastest VPN in the world by PCMag. If you sign up with PIA right now, you can take advantage of a special deal only for GOG listeners. By using our link, gog.show slash VPN, you can get complete digital privacy for less than $2 a month and four extra months for free, which means only $1.98 a month and up to 83% off. That's so much more inexpensive than virtually every other VPN on the market. And if you get it right now, you can take PIA's 30-day risk-free challenge. You can try it out for 30 days and see if you like it. If not, just return it for a full refund. So go to gog.show slash VPN and try out the best VPN on the planet completely risk-free. That's gog.show slash VPN. This episode is brought to you by Delete Me. Today, I want to share something personal and honestly a bit alarming. Now, on this show, we talk a lot about how much of our personal info is out there. We're talking about home addresses, contact details, and even information about your family. And if you've ever felt that uneasy feeling about your privacy, you're not alone. That's why I want to tell you about Delete Me. It's a game changer for protecting your personal information. As someone who's been through the ringer with spam calls and phishing attempts, finding Delete Me felt like a breath of fresh air. Could your potential views expose you to cybercrimes, identity theft, or even violence in this election year? The amount of personal data available online has tripled from 2019 to 2023. Angry individuals motivated by their political beliefs can now easily access personal details from data brokers for 98% of U.S. citizens, putting you at risk of harassment and identity theft. Fortunately, you can safeguard your data with Delete Me. Delete Me scours the Internet, finding and removing you and your family's personal data from hundreds of data broker websites. And they don't just do it once. They monitor your information to ensure that it stays private. I signed up and provided the specifics on what I wanted to go, and the team at Delete Me took it from there. They keep me in the loop with regular updates, showing exactly where my info was popping up and confirming when it was removed. Seeing how dedicated they are to protecting my privacy is a relief. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now available at a special discount for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan today when you go to joindeleteme.com GOG and use promo code GOG at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash GOG and enter code GOG at checkout. One more time, that's J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash GOG with code GOG at checkout. Media Candy. 
Brian, the Sandman has launched finally on Netflix after almost mm-hmm. 30 years of waiting. Mm-hmm. My God, was it worth the wait? It Everybody is, seems pleased with it. It's picture perfect. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I, I actually stopped. I watched the first six episodes and I stopped because I just want to go back and just relish the first six again before I move into the doll's house section of it because it, it hit every single note picture perfectly. The casting, even Dream's voice is perfect. I mean, there's literally nothing wrong with it that I can find at this point. So uh, for a Sandman fan of, like I said, almost 30 years, I am I am completely tickled pink, satisfied, and cannot wait for the rest of them. And everybody I know is in the same boat. So, I mean, it was what, like uh, top show on Netflix in 40 or 50 countries at the same time. So yep. Yep. Uh, I, I assume you're not going to watch it. I just have never gotten into Sandman. You should give I, it a I shot was actually, then. I was having this discussion with somebody and then I started going, you know what? I never got into American Gods. You know what? I never got into. And then I went, you know what? I, I don't think I like Neil Gaiman. That's, it's totally possible. I, I think that's where we're at with this. So I'm not really going to bother. I just I have never gotten into anything that Neil Gaiman has ever done. I have not liked his books. I've not liked any of this stuff. I just don't. It's just my thing. OK, but I mean, the books are different from the comics, so you might want to try it just because it is different. American Gods is definitely not my favorite. I'm not even a big fan of it. I, I, the show is okay, but it's definitely my least favorite of all of his his works. Uh, Sandman's a different beast altogether because it is a comic, and don't like the way comics. that they adapted it is just beautiful. <laughs> I don't know, it's cool. Okay, yeah, do, you do you. I mean, I, look, I, I'm happy. Everybody's happy. Great. I know. I I think you should do it as a favor to me because I I suffered through the stand. I read the stand for 36 hours or listened to the stand for 36 hours. Sandman's only like 10, you know, you should give it a shot. <laughs> I'm just saying, if the world was a fair place, which I know it's not, anyway. I love that your idea of fairness is I have suffered so you should, not exactly. I, really... <laughs> I suffered for over 30 hours, and I'm giving you the option of suffering for only 10 to make up for the fact that I suffered, and the fact that you still owe me for saying that Discovery stuck the landing on the last season, which it totally did not. I think it did. See, difference of an opinion. Ugh. Yeah, well, the Orville New Horizons, I think, stuck uh, stuck their new season totally. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, just there's, there's a quality about that show that just, I don't know, is just, it's there. It is so next-gen, but next-level next-gen, but not mm-hmm. Star Trek, but Star Trek. I don't know. It's so hard to describe because of, like, the universe creep, like we talked about. We had so many Star Trek shows and all these other shows going on at the same time. It's like you just get confused on what the fuck you're watching at any given time. Mm-hmm. But uh, the whole season is over now. They, I think, hopefully, they're getting picked up for another season. Uh, I, I loved it. I totally loved it. And one thing that they did with this season, as compared to the other seasons, is they pulled Seth MacFarlane out quite a bit compared to the first couple seasons. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it kind of reminded me. It's like you know, Picard wasn't always front and center in yeah. Next Gen. Right. You know, he's the captain. The captain should be saved for special occasions. And they use him for, you know, when they need a captain. And it's really good right. because then it becomes a very good ensemble show with very good actors. And that's, I think, where Discovery falls apart because it's it's not as much an ensemble show as, like, say, uh, Brave New World. Right. That is an ensemble I show, I believe. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, definitely the Orville is uh, on your should watch list for sure. And I have a podcast to recommend called The Neuro Nerds, a brain injury recovery and pop culture show. 
I found this one through uh, Strokecast, I believe. And uh, it turns out this is way better than Strokecast. Uh, this is this guy, Joe, who lives right over the street over here in Chatsworth. Hopefully going to take him to lunch soon because he is like, he's, he's kind of like the grumpy old geeks of stroke recovery. He just says shit that comes to mind and I love it. You'd like him too. He's, he's, he's right up our alley. <laughs> cool. So I highly recommend that show. Um, if you're dealing with anybody with a brain injury, stroke, or yourself have had a, had a stroke, there's some really good tips in there. I highly recommend it. And that gets me to Joni Mitchell. Did you see the mm -hmm. shit about Joni Mitchell? I did. It was amazing. It's incredible. At first, I didn't know she had an aneurysm and lost everything back in 2015 because I'm not a, I don't really follow Joni Mitchell news. The fact that she was still alive and could still sing was a shocker to me. Right. But so uh, she was yeah back on stage at the Newport Folk Festival and actually played guitar. But she had forgotten how to play guitar and then learned how to play guitar by watching herself play guitar on YouTube, which is just <laughs> fucking trippy. And, and Penn Jillette put it best. And she's like. Since she didn't really know what she was doing, she is technically a Joni Mitchell cover band. <laughs> she's right. learning to play Joni Mitchell <laughs> from watching Joni Mitchell, which I, I mm -hmm. thought was pretty, pretty fucking good. And finally, I have like a normie show, uh, Surface on Apple TV Plus. Mm -hmm. It's one of those, you know, okay, she had a, she had a brain injury and uh, now it's like putting her life back together after amnesia, which is, you know, the premise of every daytime soap opera forever. <laughs> I was about um, to say, yeah. Yeah. And uh, the thing about this one is it's um, it's interesting because it's, well, actually, it's not very interesting now that I think about it. It's formulaic is what it is. It's totally formulaic. They make it so you can't trust anybody. You don't know who's what. And I'm sure at the end, it's going to be somebody that we just met on episode, like the the, the penultimate episode who just comes into the picture, who's the villain. You know, right. that's the way it usually works. You like you, you rack your brain for seven episodes and then this new character comes in and they're the they're the villain. So the whole beginning of it was just, you know, basically mental masturbation, but fun, you know, as <laughs> masturbation usually is. So right. I, I, I like it so far. I think it's a good uh, representation of the genre. Mm -hmm. And I think the acting is from the, the main character is decent. Uh, some of the supporting characters are a little wooden and stale, but uh, so far. You know, if you got to watch something on Apple TV Plus, it's not bad. Right. Cool. Breaking news, Jason. What? I seriously can't believe this just happened. I just looked over at my email because I got a spam email. Uh-huh. Ready for this? Yeah. I, I, I swear to God. Professional who's who, America's most trusted and accomplished individual since 1898. Dear Brian, this letter serves to formally identify you as a candidate for inclusion in our most lauded publication. Oh, my God. Who. <laughs> they're listening they're i listening. shit you not i just got this email and we were just talking about this they are listening holy shit <laughs> wow please click here to complete your profile and order your copy now holy shit oh <laughs> you I, I that is pretty awesome that is pretty awesome I mean, it just came in i can't even believe it anyways i'm stunned are Very you gonna fun. buy it fuck no <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm going to spend a, a $60 on it and then another $100 on a frame. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Yep. All right. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so, speaking of penultimate episodes, as you were just mentioning a few minutes ago, Westworld. Wow. You watched it, I assume? I did. And, and so so that was the penultimate. It wasn't the finale. No, it was the penultimate. Okay. I, I had to go online and check immediately because I was like, well, that's a hell of a way to end it. Uh, yeah. They've re <laughs> they reset. Now, yeah. now we'll see if they're going to ruin it 
or not. <laughs> yeah, that was that, that's why I thought it was the finale, because it was just like, well, that happened. <laughs> really? I mean, I've really enjoyed this season, so it, it is it is a put up or shut up time on the next episode. I, I am very eager to see what they do. Yeah, me too. I, I enjoyed I, I've enjoyed the whole season. I even enjoyed the last episode. Yeah, so it was great. Yeah. yeah, it's like fucking clean some house. Let's do it. Let's go. So exactly. I'm in. So what I discovered, uh, I discovered two things this week. Thanks to a coworker. I discovered there was a new Predator movie. Uh, three things. I discovered there was a new Predator movie. I discovered it was good. And I discovered that technically I have Hulu because Hulu is part of Disney Plus in Canada. All right. So, so I watched Prey, the new Predator movie. And uh, a lot of people have have ranked this as the second best Predator movie ever uh, after the first one. I rank it the best Predator movie ever. Really? Interesting. It was awesome. Okay, good. Because at first I was very surprised that you put this in here, that you watched it. Um, mm -hmm. And then I was glad that you watched it so I could hear what you thought. So now now I know it probably is my fourth favorite pre uh, you know, <laughs> you, Predator you're movie. You're going to hate it, apparently, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. If you love it, I hate it, vice versa. Um, I, I, had a, I have it planned to watch because I've just been hearing about it, like, over the past two days, just everywhere. So, and, and there, there are even memes about it. I'm like, what? Okay, we'll check it out. So It is very good. Um, I, there's nothing to spoil. It's what you think it would be. It's a fucking it's Predator, Predator movie. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's great. Uh, and I realized I had sandbagged. Well, I didn't sandbag. I completely forgotten to include two uh, semi-drunk on a plane movie reviews uh, from no. my flight out to L.A. Uh, I had them in a note somewhere and stumbled across them. And I was like, oh, well, there's content. Here's things I watched. Uh, I <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I watched a movie. I watched a movie called Being Canadian. Uh, Calgarian Robert Cohen moved to LA to pursue his dreams of becoming a comedy writer. He quickly realized that being Canadian meant his new friends and colleagues know nothing about the usual stereotypes about his beloved homeland. After years of frustration, he decided to embark on a genuine and hilarious personal quest, traveling from one end of Canada to the other to prove his country is more than just maple syrup and Mounties. It was cute. And okay. everybody that you could think of shows up in it. Every famous Canadian, which is all of them. So Mike Myers, I mean, everybody is in this thing. So, okay. It was fun. Okay. But not, not something you'd, you'd uh, run out to watch again. No. Okay. <laughs> was, you know, it passed, uh, it passed an hour and a half of a flight. Uh, and I stumbled on a new cooking show uh, from the BBC, uh, Nadia's Asian Odyssey. Nadia Hussein makes a surprise DNA discovery which sees her travel to far-fung places exploring the people, places, and food of Thailand, Cambodia, and Nepal. Uh, I love this. It was great. She's really engaging. She's very funny, very pleasant. Um, she has all kinds of, I guess, cooking shows on the BBC, so it's she's somebody I'm going to search out and try to find uh, using, you know, Sweden, basically, so I can get to it. Yep. Yeah. All right. So, but uh, cool, cool cook and author and a uh, great show that she does. You know, th it's a very nice Anthony Bourdain. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, how is Nepalese cuisine looking? It doesn't sound very good from what I've seen I, before on other travel shows yeah, about I, Nepal cuisine. I, you know, I, yeah, Thailand and Cambodia, I'd be eating at first. Yeah, I, I was thinking there. I'm like, why didn't you just go to Vietnam after that? Because that would have been the trifecta, you yeah. know? Anyway, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that's cool. I, I, You know me, I love cooking shows. Mm -hmm. And the apocalypse is upon us, Brian, because I finally agree with something Bill Maher has said recently. Okay. He His new rule about fat acceptance is mm -hmm. basically a seven to eight minute screed about how it, it we have made it okay to be fat. And 
yeah, I agree with him. One hundred and ten fucking percent. <laughs> uh, he's wrong. been screaming about that since COVID started. Uh, oh, it was, well, you know, see the correlation yeah. between death and, and being massively, severely uh, medically overweight. Uh, yeah. So that's been one of his things for quite some time. You know, he never lets anything go. He has to bang on about it for five years. OK, well, he finally I think he finally has, has talked about it enough where he could have a cohesive, you know, block of time where he talked about it, because uh, I recommend watching the YouTube video if you haven't seen it. Uh, and if you're fat, lose some fucking weight. Just saying. Yeah, basically. I mean, he, he sums every. He could have. It could have been a very simple bit where he just said, "Have you ever seen a fat ninety-year-old?" Boom, done, done. Ups and doodads. Fuck UPS, Brian. Fuck them in their eye holes. Uh, I sent. I sent it one of those new cameras that I that I got that I was uh, reviewed mm-hmm. last week. I sent one to Chris Lockhead, and mm-hmm. uh, of course they said it was delivered. Wasn't delivered. Mm-hmm. This right. is the one time I I threw away the receipt. Didn't require a signature and didn't get extra insurance. It was a perfect storm of stupidity on my part, but also their part because they didn't deliver the damn thing. Right. <sighs> hmm. What are you going to do? Yep. Uh, but I only bring this up because speaking of Chris Lockhead, we got to talking and he sent me some screenshots. He was banned from Twitter because the AI flagged a uh, an ironic tweet. It was, it was ironic mm-hmm. or humorous or I don't know what you would call it. He was basically saying, uh, here, here's the tweet. Uh, it makes it, it all makes sense when you realize that Bill Gates trained Bigfoots to install C-19 misters on 5G towers to spread the hoax so he could make money on the vaccines and the secret tracking devices in them. Obviously, we would find Obviously. that yes. funny, you know. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some people, yeah. unfortunately, probably say that for real. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that that is part of the problem. Yeah. Yeah. When somebody with a brain says it, it's funny. When somebody without a brain says it, it's like, oh, Jesus, again. Um, so Twitter's AI flagged the tweet and like blocked him from his account until he deleted the tweet and let him back in. So just the AI just needs to get a fucking sense of humor is where, we, where we're at now. But how can you when something that looks to us, you know, with normal brains, we see something normal <laughs> and funny. But that there are actually people out there that would say that without a single they, – they're serious. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how we, how we engineer around that. So maybe we shouldn't. Maybe Twitter should hire some fucking people. Mm, yeah, shocking. What a concept. Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. Uh, so I installed Plex at home this week. Mm-hmm. It was surprisingly easy. After – what, we do this show almost 10 years and everybody's like, just set up Plex. I'm like, nah, I don't feel like it. And I finally did. It took like uh-huh. half an hour to get my, you know, couple terabyte media library synced up and streaming to all my Apple TVs with mm-hmm. no fuss, no muss. It is a joy. Mm-hmm. Plex is a joy. And I didn't have to pay anything. I just used the free tier, set up an account and made sure it wasn't accessible to the world. And it runs on a Mac mini with a 14 terabyte hard drive stuck to it, shoved in a closet that all of that everything in the house can get to. It's right. awesome. Highly recommended. Which everybody recommended to me, so I'm the slow fucker here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so late in getting around to it that I really, honestly, no longer have a media library to speak of. Everything I do is streaming, so it's of no use to me anymore. (laughs) Okay. I still go to Sweden quite often, so. Yeah. Yeah. If I do go to Sweden, I just end up watching it on my computer or whatever. So that's, or I toss it, so it happens. But it's so infrequent. Um, Some news for you. 
that might may help your continued HBO Max problem, particularly with John Oliver. So if you want to dip into the sadness porn, uh, HBO Max's app redesign is finally out. Uh, it's available on desktop, Android, and iOS, delivering a more intuitive interface, a performance boost, and some arguably overdue features. Unfortunately for HBO Max, having spent all this time and money, now that they are merging with Discovery Plus, we'll probably be getting another app sometime soon. I know. I, I feel bad for the app team on this one. I really <laughs> Me do. Too. <laughs> you know, I know what that's like. I've been there. That just sucks. Yeah. It's you yeah. know, they just finished, they launched it, and uh basically it was back to work, start anew. Take it down, <laughs> break yep. it apart. Uh, yeah. I haven't I, I looked at it, but I haven't played anything with it yet. It looks nicer, but it does. Yeah. yeah, here's the here's the proof will be in the pudding if it actually, yeah. I don't know, works. We'll see. Yeah. When the HBO Max Discovery Plus app comes out, I'm sure that'll be a shit show at first. So that'll well, be awesome. Here's the upside. The Discovery Plus uh, app is already a shit show. So they've only got, oh, they've only can go up from there. Yes, that's you know? true. Yeah. Uh, so I saw this article over on Engadget, what we bought, how DeWalt's 20-volt max cordless drill became my vers most versatile home reno tool. And I was like, oh, well, I'm super into that sort of stuff right now. And I have one of those. So it's nice to see confirmation bias. Uh, I actually have a bit of a step up. I have the DeWalt 20-volt max cordless drill combo kit, two-tool DCK240C2 yellow slash black drills driver slash impact combo kit. I use this thing constantly on, on home improvements and repairs and things of that nature. So uh, highly recommend it. I also got something new for the house this week. Now that I have a yard and I have neighbor's trees that drop shit all over my yard. I got the Craftsman 3-in-1 Corded Blower Vacuum Mulcher. This thing's awesome. Why did you go with corded? All right, sorry, I got age. the cord. No, no, no. I, I got the cordless one, which I cannot find anywhere on the web. Oh. I only found it in Lowe's. It's not on Lowe's website. It's not on Amazon. It's not on Craftsman US or Canada website. I cannot find the freaking thing online anywhere. I got the cordless version of this, and it's awesome. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's Craftsman yeah. back when yeah. Sears was a thing. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I would never get a corded blower anymore. No, me either. So oh. definitely. Like, I couldn't, I, I could not find it online, but this thing's great. Like, I, if I just have some people over and I want to just kind of blow off my, my little deck, I just use the blower. I use the vacuum mulcher to like just go around and pick up leaves and debris and it just mulches it all up, which I just drop right into my greens bag, which gets picked up every other week. It's awesome. No, a good, a good, you know, blower mulcher is key when you have a house, especially one that has trees. It is, mm -hmm. you just have to. Yeah, it's amazing. I got the Mitback Cocktail Smoker with Dome Lid and Wood Chips, Electric Food and Drink Portable Smoking Gun, Indoor Outdoor <laughs> Smoke Infuser Machine. Excellent gift. It was an excellent gift. Uh, my, my roommate gave it to me for my birthday. And uh, another friend of mine gave me a bottle of Woodford's for my birthday. Mm -hmm. And the two are the best marriage in cocktail history, I have to say. Have you ever smoked a cocktail, Brian? I have. It is awesome. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I like I I shouldn't have this in my house, but I'm tempted to get it. Uh you should get it. <laughs> Honestly, you should get it. Um I've been trying the different uh wood chips with the mm -hmm. uh with the Woodfords and Mesquite is definitely my favorite. Um all I do is I take uh I I've got a uh, Continental Hotel uh cocktail glass you know, my, from uh, the John Wick movies. I put in mm -hmm. a finger of Woodford's. I put in the smoke, uh, close it with saran wrap, let it sit for two minutes, give it a couple shakes, blow it out, which is also just fun 
You know, you just yeah. feel like you're in a yeah. fucking movie with that. You're just like, ah, smoke. Makes your house smell great. And it I it is really hard to describe, but it smooths out the the liquor and just gives it this otherworldly taste in under two minutes. It's like yeah. I didn't think Woodford could get any better, but I was wrong. So it's also good with food. So you can do it with oh. your barbecued meats and cheeses and all kinds of stuff. It's pretty cool. I, I might have to get one of these at some Dude. point when, you know, it's down on my priority list of things to do. But uh, at some point, yes. It's, or, you it, know, if somebody wants to get that for me for Christmas. Uh, maybe, be maybe because nice. it's it's cheap. You know, it's under 100 bucks. Uh, works great. It's basically just a little blower. You just, you know, mm -hmm. screwing the thing through the chips. It's like uh, the first thing, of course, my roommate said was, I wonder if you could do pot with this. <laughs> like. <laughs> probably i don't know i don't smoke but give it a shot um and we have done it's it's nice to do some cheeses under the dome while you're mm -hmm. while you smoke your cocktail and then you take it all off and then you can have some nice smoked cheese uh we just did goat cheese yesterday with uh goat cheese some um sun-dried tomatoes and crackers oh my god it's so good i i, I can't recommend this thing more more I, highly i will take some umbrage with the the work done on their product description on amazon they they certainly spent a lot of time getting wonderful photos of the food and uh, as they say it's an excellent choice for they spelled choice wrong and uh you need the apostrophe in the it's come on ah well you know what i don't care they got 841 <laughs> ratings they're 4.5 out of 5 i'll go with it okay and it was free for me so i even like that even more there you go. And Barrett writes in, yeah, F that. OnStar is completely worthless. And this is a, a link to a story. GM makes $1,500 OnStar subscription mandatory on GMC, Buick, and Cadillac models. Mm -hmm. Woo. If you're going to buy a Buick, expect the, the full freight of the $1,500. Uh, some different versions uh, don't actually get up to that. Like uh, the new Hummers will not have uh, any any boost in price, but some some of the other pickups will and all the different ones but it's 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 different for different cars but the fact that it's mandatory and you do have to pay for it for some of these cars is like no fuck that <laughs> no yeah i mean I onstar mean, is garbage know, anyway so the the automotive manufacturers are definitely like trying to figure out a way to get in on the subscription game so yeah yeah fifteen hundred dollars is a lot yeah that's a it's lot. a lot uh, but you know what? If they had a podcast, they could go over to these new people called Wisdom, and then they could make their money back in no time flat. Uh, we got this uh -huh. email yesterday. Yes, and, we did. And I, I, I read it, and I, I was just going to throw it away, and then I read something at the end. But uh, here, here, let me just read a few choice pieces here. Hey, won't okay. you please claim your podcast on Wisdom? I'm impressed by your pod and want your unique voice on Wisdom. Well... If you did any research whatsoever, you would know that I want to punch you in the throat anytime you say the word pod. <laughs> so that's just me. And they say, join us. It's free and we need you. Well, if you need me, you should pay me. And then you get to the bottom. But they the will, very, Jason. They will the pay you. End. Yes. P.S. I mean, this is literally at the bottom. I just happened to see this, which is what made the whole thing worthwhile. By joining Wisdom as a top badge, what if I want to be a bottom badge? You never know. Don't assume. You'll also get 500 Wisdom Coin, our creator Woo! currency. Just let me know and I'll send you the short sign-up link. Well, the fact yeah. that we're mocking you on our show, on our pod, should let you know that no, we do not need your Wisdom Coin whatsoever. <laughs> There's been so many of these that have come through that I've wanted to talk about on the show. Like the one thing that really drives me crazy, and I'm just going to throw this out there for free because 
I know none of you are listening to the podcast. How do I know none of you are listening to the podcast th- that are trying to get us to sign up for your stupid podcast services? You always say how much you are reaching out to us specifically because you really love our sh- show, but you don't even drop in a single li- line ever that tells me that you've actually listened to one of our shows. None whatsoever. None. Like I would actually stop and read an email if somebody mentioned something about our show that they actually liked. But they're all just generic emails meant to sound like they look at like, like they've listened to you and like your show. So fuck you and your generic bullshit. Yeah, this just comes because every podcast has an author email address in the RSS feed. And you have to have that because you have to claim your podcast on certain sites. They're working mm-hmm. on different mechanisms for that now so we can get rid of this stupid email. But we just get spammed all the time. And I mean, what, we get like 10 a week pitching guests to us for our show. If they mm-hmm. had listened to the show, they would know. We don't have guests, period. So there you have it. You know, I'm with you, man. If anybody had given us any inkling that they had actually listened, I'd be like, "Ooh, tell me more. Yes. Tell me more. Maybe we will. We will sign up with your stupid service that will do nothing. But at least you've listened to our show. And I would be normally saying, Brian, you're giving away the secret here. But as we know, they don't listen. No one's listening. Security? Ha! Welcome back to Security? Ha! With Dave Bittner. Dave is the host of the Cyberwire podcast, co-host of the social engineering podcast Hacking Humans with Joe Kerrigan. Dave is also the co-host of Caveat with Ben Yellen, where they discuss law and policy and surveillance and privacy, and also the new Control Loop podcast, where they discuss ICS and IoT. How you doing, Dave? Uh, I'm well. I'm well. It's It's been a good week, and I'm looking forward to the weekend here. We've got lovely weather here uh last half of this week it was hot and we had some thunderstorms come through that cooled things off so it's very it's downright uh san diego like here in maryland today so i'll take it (laughs) all right all right yeah well i got a little follow-up with us here um remember we talked about the pepper spray guns the paintball guns Mm -hmm. yes did you buy one dave yes 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 we talked about i didn't know if you actually literally pulled the trigger or not (laughs) <laughs> yes, I bought the one that you had uh, had shown us all and recommended. So I have that along with, uh, you know, a few rounds of ammo and so on and so forth. So should uh, should the uh, civil um, <laughs> what's it called? The, the stop civil the steal? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, should I don't want to say civil war, no, but should uh civil unrest should, should civil discourse break civil unrest. That's what I'm looking for. Thank you. <laughs> civil unrest. Should civil unrest come to pass, I am ready with my non-lethal weapon. Excellent. Excellent. Which probably means I'll be the first to go. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I just there, there was a news story this week here in LA about a woman who had uh who had a, someone break into their house and uh she ran into the other room and got her gun came out and was almost instantly shot in the face with her own gun by the attacker. So that happens. Oh, wow. A lot. Yeah. Uh, she survived, well, And, though. you know, I, my wife was telling me she was at um, a appointment with our youngest, uh, a pediatrician appointment, just, you know, routine checkup kind of thing. And uh, one of the things on the checklist now that the pediatrician asks is, does, is, does the child have access to firearms in the house? Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. Right. Yep. So I, I I got an ad for a new company that makes these guns called Berna. 
And as we talked about before, the pepper spray rounds, I can't get here in California. Well, I can't mm-hmm. have shipped mm. to me in California. And it's, a, yes. it's illegal for me to have them here. So it's a misdemeanor if I get, you know, caught using them. Mm-hmm. And uh, right. so I on this site for Berna, they sell the guns. They have figured out a way that I can actually legally purchase them and carry them in California. And that is to become mm. a mall cop. And to to make it legal does it, for does it does it come with a free segue? I I wish it did. I wish it did. Our, our, yep. our my new co-host Jason Blart. Jason Blart Mulcop. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So if this podcasting thing doesn't work out, I now have a fallback. I totally have a fallback. <laughs> That's good. Uh, it's fifty That's bucks. Good. So you pay them fifty dollars. You go through the course. Mm-hmm. And then you can actually spend more money with them to buy their products, which is genius. Right. I have to say it's genius. Well, I've got to say, mm-hmm. Jason, now that you have this office space, uh, you could probably pick up a little extra income. You should talk to the owner of the building and say that you are, you're now uh, authorized to patrol the building as well. So, yeah, I can I can yeah. put all my audio files into RX9 Advanced, let them process, and then go mm-hmm. on my rounds That's and double right. dip. <laughs> Because, you know, it takes like half an hour. Be, really? I, I'm just imagining being a tenant in the building where Jason is in charge of security. Well, look, you, you didn't even have to mention the security part. Just imagine being in a tenant with the building with Jason. I mean, <laughs> I'm I mean, a fine that, tenant. Yeah, I suppose there, there are up and downs to that. But just, to, you know, you're going to park there. <laughs> you might want to stay along, inside the along. line, sir. That that right. that right. in and gotta, out burger and fries you're trying to bring into this yeah. place? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> gotta, gonna have to I confiscate that. Trigger finger here, pal. Yeah. <laughs> so I signed oh up. My. I started taking it last night. And it is actually oh. it's actually a pretty good course. I'm I'm actually learning shit about private security guards, which is kind of cool. <laughs> so huh. the fifty bucks is, is cool. I mean, it, it, at least for the five minutes that we were able to burn on the the segment. <laughs> It was worth it. Mm-hmm. Personalized, I, yeah. personalized map of local donut shops delivered to your door. <laughs> Here's your haircut mullet kit. No, that's that's for that's for actual law enforcement. You learned that you are so not law enforcement. <laughs> okay. We recommend we recommend these comfy loafers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So also on the site, I ran across this. Not it wasn't the comfy loafers, but. Uh, they also sell uh, backpack inserts that are bullet resistant for your kids. And uh, I was looking at this. There, are, You can get one for $127.49. Uh, it can withstand up to six hits from a 44 Magnum with velocities up to 1,464 feet per second. It is a level 3A rated ballistic plate. Um, now, you thought high school sucked when we were kids. Imagine you know, having uh, to uh, – I can't even, I I can't was, even uh, fathom. I was speaking with some of my colleagues at my my new uh, job up here in in Canada, and uh, we were talking about the weather, as one does in places that has shitty weather. And uh, I was talking about California, and there was a lot of, why did you decide to move here? And uh, it's stories like this. And uh, another story I saw this week that made me think of this is uh, some schools are contemplating requiring children to purchase uh, see-through clear plastic backpacks to start using at schools so you couldn't possibly hide a weapon it would be visible fucking hell man that's where we're at that's where we're at as a society in the states now yeah yep i don't even remember you know 
when I was in high school, which was back in the 80s, um, I don't remember this sort of thing crossing my mind, like the the notion that somebody would bring a gun yeah. to school. Yeah. It just didn't seem within the realm of possibility. I remember when I was in elementary school, kids brought in guns with their fathers for show and tell. Right. Like rifles, you know, hunting rifles and yeah. things like that. And that was just no big deal because, again – there was no that's hadn't we hadn't crossed those boundaries yet. I don't know how we go back. I I just the the whole notion that this is normalized that it, part of my shopping for my kid is body armor. It does feel very Pandora's box, doesn't it? Like one now that we're yeah. here, how do we ever get back? Um, how are we okay with this? We shouldn't be, and yet yeah. here we are. No, yep. no, yep. Ugh, it makes me so angry. Yeah. Well, here's another one that made me angry. Uh, Quibble sent this in. Sad but true and right out of a boring dystopia. And this is uh, precisely what we thought would happen when the Supreme Court overturned uh, Roe versus Wade. A Nebraska mother and teenager faced charges in a teen's abortion after police obtained their Facebook DMs. Yeah, this is a messed up story. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, the police got a tip claiming that uh, this uh, woman miscarried and secretly buried the fetus with her mother's help, the report said. And investigators were able to obtain her medical records, indicating she was 23 weeks pregnant at the time. And uh, they went to Meta and said, we would like to see uh, their messages. And uh, Meta turned them over. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, Facebook has been saying for a while that they were going to make their messaging end to end encrypted. They've mm -hmm. been dragging their feet on that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there are people who are pushing on Facebook to, you know, what are you waiting for? This is why we need this sort of thing. I think that's, in my mind, that's treating the symptom and not the problem, of course. Mm -hmm. um, but um, yeah, I, I think you're exactly right, Brian. People said that this was going to happen. Uh, other people said, oh, you're overstating it. You're, you're you know, that's breathless speculation. That's not going to happen. And here we are. Yeah. Here we are. And it didn't take you know, very long. About... No, not very no, long at all. It, yeah. it didn't take very long. A, a couple of weeks ago, Ben Yellen and I had a conversation on the Caveat podcast about the whole notion of not being allowed to cross state lines. Mm-hmm. Like, are you kidding me? Show that me your papers. People are talking about that. Yeah, and there's yeah. well, they're saying the same thing of surely not. This is the, the we would never get there. But it's been surely not since day one. The Supreme Court justices lied about saying that they wouldn't overturn it. They they said mm -hmm. no, we're not going to do that. They did it. Then it was surely they won't get, go get the messages. They did it. Surely they won't stop people from traveling state lines. We'll be talking about that within two months. Yep. If that, if that. Yeah. Well, I guess the 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 positive side of this, and I use that, you know, <laughs> the way we do on this show, mm -hmm. um, is that it seems as though we've, there's really been an uptick in people coming out to vote. Yes. Uh, unexpectedly so. So we had, uh, what was it? I can't remember. Was it Kansas or Kentucky? Kansas. Where, Kansas. Uh, it was Kansas. Mm -hmm. yeah. It was one of those K states um, where people came out way, uh, uh, way more than the polls had predicted them. So maybe we'll see a wave this fall. I, I, we can hope, but we certainly can't sit on our laurels. Those of us who are upset about all this. Uh, no. Uh, I, yeah. yeah. It's just maddening. Yeah. No, it, really it is. is. It's just, I, I still can't get in the mindset of, these Nebraska cops, it's like, do you not have fucking anything better to do with your life than this? Apparently not. Right. Right. Yeah. What What are you trying to do here? What's What's your end game? 
It's mm-hmm. just the it's, congratulations. It's just such the, it's the hypocrisy. You've ruined someone's life. It's the hypocrisy that really kills me because these are all the same people that are were my body, my fucking choice about vaccines and masks. Yep. Fuck them. Yep. 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 Fuck them. There we go. Yep. Fuck them. <laughs> I think that's. I, I think we can all agree on that one. Fuck them. <laughs> <sighs> New tagline for the show. <laughs> Grumpy old geeks. <laughs> Fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure enough people have said that about us as they unsubscribe. So yeah, right now, so one right. of those uh, one of those cops is like, I used yeah. to like this show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm going to send a strongly worded letter. <laughs> Address that to Dave Bittner. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> so I saw this one, and uh, it it was like a oh shit, no shit moment. Um, Mm -hmm. it's an article in app browsers like those in Facebook and Instagram are a big privacy risk developer shows. Well, Mm -hmm. I always assume this comes over from uh, nine to five Mac. Um, I always assume that wait on iOS, they have to use uh, WebKit, and I'm like, okay, if they're using WebKit, but we're all good. That's what I thought. Well, (laughs) turns out, Yeah. yeah, not really. Um, Facebook and Instagram are injecting their own code when you use the in-app browser to do to to click on links inside the apps. And mm-hmm. you know, I never even thought about. I don't know how naive I was. I never even thought about that because I just thought, oh, well, they have to use WebKit, so they can't really do anything. Well, turns out, yeah, totally fucking wrong on that yeah. one. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. they're they're injecting their own tracking code when you mm-hmm. go to any website that you use mm-hmm. inside of the in-app browser. And they can do a lot more, but we at least know that they're tracking something. This guy's figured out how that they are sending data back and they are altering websites that you visit using their in-app browsers. So mm-hmm. if you do click on a link inside of an in-app browser, there is a little button at the bottom that says, take me to a real browser. Use that. Use that a lot. And maybe just stop using Facebook. Just saying. Well, <laughs> So here's a question because I, 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 as you know, I'm not on Facebook anymore, so I'm not familiar with uh, this on a day to day basis. Is there a way to make that the default action so that, ra- so that it doesn't jump into Facebook's browser at all? I don't believe so. I don't use. I don't, I don't so. haven't used yeah. a Facebook app in years. Brian, you still use? I it? wouldn't expect it. To. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, if there is one of those settings, it's buried so deep that it would probably take me 20 minutes to find it. I just don't click on links on and using when I'm using Facebook on my phone. I just don't because yeah. I kind of, yeah. what, what blows my mind is the fact that this could even possibly be legal, but then I realize how far behind our legal system is with technology. And of course, you know, this is a nothing burger compared to a lot of the other things going on. But yeah, it mm-hmm. just, again, it's, it's just another like, oh yeah, they're just evil. And you know, what are you going to do? Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Not use them. Yeah. We've been worn down. <laughs> yeah. Worn down. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to draw attention to an active scam that I saw making the rounds in the past couple of days. Uh, I was actually talking about this with Joe Kerrigan on Hacking Humans this morning. Um, this was drawn to my attention from Brian J. Jones on Twitter. Uh, he is a uh, well-known author. He's a, a best-selling biographer. He wrote the Jim Henson biography. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote the George Lucas biography. He wrote the Dr. Seuss biography. So, um, really, you know, well-known author, uh, excellent writer. I've enjoyed his work tremendously, and uh, I've had the opportunity to um, interact with him a few times on Twitter, and it's always been pleasant. Um, but he drew attention to a scam that seems to be making the rounds targeting people who have verified accounts on Twitter, 
and uh, they hit him. Uh, he got a DM from another verified account, which he now believes is another account that had been hijacked. Um, and the account was from a New York Times uh, employee, I think a re- reporter. Mm-hmm. Um, and it appears to come from Twitter's verification support. Uh, looks all very legit. Uh, there isn't any, you know, janky uh, English or anything like that. All looks a- good. I was about to say, well, that's how you know it's fake. There is no Twitter support. Bingo. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. It's <laughs> true. That's true. Uh, has a tiny URL link shortener. Um, and Brian clicked through because it looked legit. He didn't think it was a scam. He he had checked the the sender. And because it had come from a verified account, he clicked through. He actually did put in his username and password. Mm-hmm. Um, and what saved him from having his account taken was that he had multi-factor authentication enabled. And uh, the bad guys weren't able to make their way past that. But um, he's not the only one I've seen being targeted with this. I've, I've seen several reporters, media folks, uh, people with uh, verified accounts who they seem to be targeting. So heads up on that if you are someone who is uh, verified. Not that I would know what that's like. <laughs> We're all safe here. Um, <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, just, be, you know, be aware. This is this is active. It's still making the rounds here. So uh, be careful. All right. Will do. Will do. I don't yeah. think anybody wants my account. But no, no, <laughs> I, I get them on Instagram because I got a three letter account on Instagram like right. all day long. Mm-hmm. You really want to change your password? No, I don't. Again, again. But at least they, at least they have turned off. There's a way to turn off the notifications for, you know, password reset emails. It's hard mm-hmm. to find, but it's there. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm used to, used to these kind of things, but this one was pretty well done. I think, mm-hmm. I, yeah, really the tiny URL is the, the, the giveaway in that one, you know, right. using the link shortener, right. but otherwise yep. it looked, looked legit. Yeah, I think, absolutely. yeah, I think absolutely. Brian's point is the, the main kicker though. It's like, yeah, Twitter doesn't have support. <laughs> yeah. Twitter's verified support <laughs> is reaching out. I've, I've been writing right. them for 12 right. years and not gotten a response. <laughs> It beggars belief. That's right. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, that's what I got this week, guys. Uh, I will talk to you guys next time. Later. Bye. Closing shout outs. Over at Patreon, we've got Ulrich and Mark. Welcome, folks. Thank you. Over at PayPal, we've got Gerard, Ralph, Mark, Miles, and Sherry. Thank you so much. And over at the tip jar, we've got Andrew, Ann, and Jeff. Thank you all so much for keeping the show going. And remember, when you sign up for Patreon, you get the shows as early as possible. Not saying it's earlier, but sometimes it is. And ad-free and high-res, too. There you go. High-res. Awesome. High-res. We got some new reviews this week. Calibre198 gave us five stars. Number one podcast. The best podcast around for a good time now. Awesome. Yes, for a good time, call us. And -hmm. Jeff gives us a five star. says, best tech podcast. This is a very enjoyable podcast that keeps me informed on the latest trends in technology. I really like the cybersecurity discussions. Stay grumpy, Jeff. All right. Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. And uh, some sad news, and I can't believe I forgot to bring this up when we had Bittner on the horn because I was hoping for a rendition of magic. Uh, Rest in peace, Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. Uh, She finally succumbed to the breast cancer battle that she'd been fighting for quite some time. And, uh, you know, 
I just feel I was never a huge fan. Uh, I have to say Magic is an awesome song. I, I went back and like went through the Spotify playlist of like, you know, the essential uh, Olivia Newton-John. Other than the Grease soundtrack and Magic, I don't really like any of her music. But my God, talk about just another another brick in my childhood being ripped away, Jason. I know. That was a horrible day, but it ended up good because that was the day that Mar-a-Lago got raided by the FBI. So, well, you know, there are pluses. The universe gives and the universe takes. But uh, <laughs> I, I got to say, we we did Xanadu on our dead podcast, Does It Have Legs, that uh, me and MXV mm-hmm. did. And uh, I cannot remember if we determined if it had legs or not. I do remember that we said it was enjoyable and very fun. But I don't know. I can't remember if we said you should watch it again or just listen to the soundtrack. It's been a while. But uh, if you've never <laughs> seen Xanadu, just go watch it. It's fun. That's all I'm yeah. going to say. And sadly, Daryl Hunt of the Pogues has died at age 72. Sad yeah. day. Yeah. Sad yeah. day. I yeah. love the Pogues. I saw them live many times. Yeah. I, I just, you know, Shane McGowan and Keith Richards are going to outlast us all. There's no oh, doubt about that. Yeah. You just, you, you can't get Shane down. I don't know what it is. He's He's got cockroach DNA in him or something, but... <laughs> Keith Richards just has everybody else's DNA because he just keeps getting all the blood infusions. My, my, one of my favorite memes online right now is like, we really need to start worrying about the world that we're going to leave to Keith Richards. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's a good one. Yeah. Until next time, I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. If you enjoyed the show, visit GOG.show slash donate to help us keep the lights on and we'll love you forever. You can also help us out by sharing the show with your friends and enemies. It's easy and absolutely free. Show notes for this episode are at GOG.show slash 565. And there you can find links to everything we talked about in this episode, as well as links to our swag and Discord channel. If you want to buy some stuff or chat with us and other show fans. You can also head over to GOG.show slash contact and send us your feedback or questions we can read on the air. And if you're so inclined, please head over to GOG.show slash review and toss us a snarky review and preferably five stars. Stay grumpy and drink the rainwater.